What's up, bitches? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to your favorite start to the week, Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. Super excited to have you here, whether you're new or old. Welcome back. As you guys know, this podcast is an explicit one, and I will be one to tell you that today might get a little crazy. So if you need to, grab your earmuffs, ditch your opinions, ditch your offensiveness, and get ready to dive into a really fun Q&A, as well as just kind of a chat with me, maybe some advice that y'all have asked me. If you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe to my podcast on Spotify or Apple. And if you're on Apple, please leave a five-star review and drop me a little line, drop me a little comment if you feel like it. This helps me and it helps my podcast. I do not profit off of this podcast. I purely do it because I just love sitting my ass down and I love talking to you guys. So by doing this, by sharing my podcast, by sending it to a friend, by putting it on your Instagram story, you guys can help me a lot. As for housekeeping, there is not much I have to tell you guys because a lot of it is on my Instagram all the time. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, be sure to check me out at Des. B as in boy with three underscores. I still don't know why I say B as in boy. I need to say like B as in badass, B as in baby, B as in butt plugs. I'm not sure, but I need to stop saying boy. It just kind of throws me off. So anyways, just make sure that you guys are staying up to date on my Instagram, um, as well as checking the description and checking out the links there. That is going to point you to a lot of great things. Obviously, with today's podcast, you might have already seen the title, so you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into. But let me tell you, I have no fucking idea what we're about to dive into. This morning, I put on my Instagram story on my Des Piper Instagram, so this is my personal one. I just kind of said, hey, let's have some fun. Let's raw dog it in this Q&A. How can I help you? Um, How can we get a little bit raunchy? Have a little bit of fun. I'm sick of always talking about fitness. You guys are always, you know, what do I do with my carbs? What do I do post-workout? How do I grow my butt? And sometimes I just want to talk about sex and I want to talk about having babies and I want to talk about bitchy friends and bitchy women. I just want to talk some shit. And if you guys are here for that, then I'm here for you. So what's up, baby? Anyways, this podcast could get a little lengthy. As you guys know, I don't follow a script. I just sit here and I go for it. So without further ado, super excited to jump into today's podcast. Again, please, please, please share it with your friends. Sit down, grab your fucking drink, and let's get into it. Bitches. Today's drink of choice for me is purified water by Members Mark. <laughs> Super exciting. I hope that you guys are drinking something else. Post baby and post breastfeeding, I guess, or as I can drink while I breastfeed this shit every Sunday, I will be popping some fucking bottles. So be ready for me to return. But in the meantime, grab whatever makes you feel good on this Sunday, whether it's a dab pen, whether it's a bottle of water, some ibuprofen, some Gatorade Zero from whatever, um, or plan B if you had a crazy fucking weekend and you don't want to end up where I'm at. (laughs) So let's get into it, guys. Again, I want you guys to just drop 
drop what you're doing today. You know, let's just soak in this podcast together. Let's just have fun. Let's just chat. Go on a walk right now. I encourage you just let go of whatever the past week gave you. And let's not think about what the upcoming week is going to give you either. You know what I mean? Let's just really like chill into this time we have together. I think that podcast can be very like intimate in that way where we can just be like kind of secluded for this little period of time where we get to kind of escape the planet. So I encourage you like go for a walk, listen to this while you're just sitting down, like get grounded, get relaxed, get high. Don't care. Don't care what you want to do. So what I put on my Instagram story again, just a little bit of a Q&A on my personal. And I did say if you wanted to be anonymous, to put an A before your question. So I'm going to really try to honor those. Unless you guys fucked up when you asked, I will try to pronounce your Instagram handle, but don't expect me to get it right. Some of y'all be like abracadabra51978815. And I'm just, we're not doing that today. Okay. So I'm just going to go through the list. We're just going to have fun. This is in no order of importance or ranking. So you never know. There might be some hard T in this episode. So I encourage you to continue to listen throughout the whole thing um, or, you know, whatever. (laughs) So some of this might be about me. Some of this might be just natural questions. um, And hopefully you guys can have some fun. So let's get into it with just like one question, you know? Okay, here we go. Number one, anonymous. I am hornier on my period. I can't say the same because I don't have a period right now, (laughs) but I will say naturally a lot of people do get hornier on their period. And guess what? It's very natural because your body wants you to reproduce, which is kind of crazy to think about. But, um, during that time, you know, you could have a higher hormonal level, um, and during, during your period onto ovulation, you know, your body's kind of tricking you, um, to naturally reproduce. Again, you just have to be I'm careful for that. So, um, that is, that's a, that's a kickstart. I mean, all right, what else do we have? I mean, hopefully, hopefully that's, uh, not the height of our questions. I can assure you it's not, but here we go. So another question, hot mess express 29. What were your relationships like before Wyatt? How did you know to X them or yay them? So I would say my relationships before Wyatt, um, number one, I dated the skinniest fucking dudes ever. I swear to God, I was always bigger than my boyfriends. I don't know why, maybe except my high school boyfriend where we were both just kind of like athletic built. But once I got in college, I was dating these scrawny fuckers and I don't know why. I think it was just because number one, college, you're like everyone I kind of dated was an athlete of some sort. So they were just skinny. Um, you know, tennis player, basketball player, stuff like that. Um, however, I will say they were also very manipulative and they were very controlling. I faulted at that a lot. Like I, anyone that wanted to control me, I kind of let them. And I think those bad relationships, which then led me to Wyatt, made me realize like each time I kind of got burnt, like I got a little bit stronger myself. And I think that's such a great approach to relationships in general. Um, A lot of people get wrapped up in like, am I enough? Will I find the one? And you will, you just have to go through the, the lessons and getting burned to where when you find the one, you really know. And it was literally the night that I kissed Wyatt 
that I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to marry him. Like it was just an immediate connection physically first off. And then as we got to know each other, it was an immediate connection, like deep, deep in our souls. Um, and that sounds so woo woo, but it's very accurate. It's such an unexplainable feeling. Um, so I definitely think that going through the motions of relationships, you know, put your all into it. I know it's scary because you're like, oh, well, what if I get fucked over? Guess what, baby? It's going to happen anyway. So you'd rather walk away from that situation, just like any situation in life, putting your full effort into it, knowing that when you walk away, you go, you know what? Fuck that guy. I just put my heart into this. I cannot wait to give love even more to another person who will return it back. You know what I mean? So again, relationships are hard, you know, they really are. And trust me, marriage isn't easy either. You know, you still a relationship that you're working on every single day. Um, but I will say that learning and really taking each person, whether it's a boy or girl, whoever you date, um, taking each person as a lesson is such an important mindset to have. Lizzie.Soaklin, what should and should you not spend on in a wedding, spend money on? So that's a great question. Um, one thing I will say, don't spend a lot of money on like the, the, the fancy deck decor, you know, don't do Amazon, do Etsy, support local businesses, make your centerpieces and shit like low key. You don't need to have these big fucking bouquets and stuff. What you need to spend money on is a good DJ, a videographer, and a photographer, as well as I would say, kind of like your venue. You know, it's all about the ambiance. It's all about the vibe. So you really don't want to settle with the shitty venue. But 100%, you don't want to sh- settle with the shitty DJ because we have been to weddings that the DJs literally sucked the life out of the wedding. Like it was almost very sad because you're like, damn, everything about this wedding was magical and the DJ just really shit the bed. It is so important if you're trying to have a dope ass party, you know, you're celebrating your marriage, you're celebrating with your family, go all out on a DJ. Photographer also, because you can't hang a video. And I promise you the shitty fucking pictures that people are trying to take of you walk down the aisle, you're not going to ask to get blown up in canvases. So get a good photographer. And then the last one, videographer, a hundred percent. It is just so beautiful to look back on. I've only watched my video, like my wedding video, maybe three times, but I will always have it. You know what I mean? And like every anniversary I can look it over or whenever I want to kind of be taken back to the vibes, I can look it over. And my videographer did a great job at capturing things that as a bride and a groom, you don't see. So like the decor, the other people dancing, the, the venue itself, you know, what were, what were they doing? when White and I were taking pictures, you know, you got to see a different side of the wedding um, that you wouldn't normally, right? So I would definitely say videographer, photographer, and a bomb ass DJ are so important. The rest is up to you. You know what I mean? Kind of decipher that as you can. Brooke Beard says, what do I say when my husband says negative things about himself? He says they aren't negative, just truth. So that makes me so sad because I think a lot of husbands can also revert that back to like wives or even boyfriends to girlfriends, girlfriends, boyfriend, girlfriend, to girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. We're so negative on ourselves. We're our our toughest critics. We, some days we just fucking hate ourselves, and we're like, ew, like, why am I like this? 
that is so wrong. Um, and I will say that I think continuing to notice your husband having these negative self thoughts, how can you maybe encourage him more throughout the week or throughout the day in a way that he might not notice, but that could help his self-esteem. So for example, if he is like, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Oh my gosh, I am just, I'm, I'm out of shape, you know, and I'm, I'm annoying and I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I just know that about myself. All right. So you know that he thinks he's annoying, number one. And number two, you know that he thinks he's out of shape. So throughout the week, if he's wearing something that's flattering to him, you know, make sure you tell your husband like, Hey babe, like you're looking fucking hot today. Like what's good. What's fucking good tonight, babe. What's good. You know, hype him up. And then throughout the week, if he thinks his, he is annoying, he's probably not opening up because he thinks he's annoying if he talks. Right. So invite him into conversation, you know, Hey babe, how, like, tell me about your day. How are you feeling? Like, how was work or how's this situation? Or, Hey, I know you mentioned this before, you know, show him that you're listening in previous, um, conversation and then revert back to asking him, you know, to follow up. Right now, again, th- I'm just pulling this, these things out of midair, but I know that the, these are two common things that men just think about themselves, um, and along with women. So again, be aware of what they're saying about themselves and notice how you can maybe combat those feelings throughout the week or throughout the days that you're with them by asking them or inviting them into conversation about that, right. Or complimenting them or whatever you need to do advice. Okay. Oh, here we go. Shelby backs two. advice to someone who's feeling burnt out from working out. That is a great question because I think a lot of people do get burnt out very quick and they think, oh my gosh, I I'm just fucking done. I'm done with the gym. I'm done tracking macros. I'm done tracking calories. I'm done giving a shit. Um, it doesn't matter anyway, this, that, this, that, and the other. I think that it's important when you're feeling burnt out to do what is fun for you and to take a break. Number one, if you feel like you need a break from the gym, bitch, take a day off. Okay. Don't push yourself through a seven day workout week. That's when it's going to start to feel like a chore. When you go into the gym, you want it to feel fun. You want it to feel like an escape. You want to feel great. And I think that it's important to know that you can take a break and you can be fine. So maybe taking more breaks, then you wouldn't be burnt out because you're giving yourself the rest that your body needs and even your mind from going to the gym. On the opposite end, say that you are feeling burnt out, but you still want to go to the gym. You know, you're like, you're naturally like, you know what? I want to go. I'm just hating my workouts or whatever it might be. Number one, find a plan. Maybe you need someone else to create something for you. You know, sometimes I follow my own plans, but even when I do, they're my app plans. So like what I sell to where I feel like it's almost made for me. Right. (laughs) So I do think that having a plan could be really fun, which you can check out my app plans if you want small plug. Um, that could be a great opportunity for you to have something new to follow, have a guide, have some rigidity and go in there, fuck it up and leave knowing you did exactly what was out there. Number three would be to just have fun with it. Take your time away from plans. Maybe you've been following plans for fucking years and you're like, dude, I'm so over having a plan. 
go in the gym and just fuck around. Like do your favorite exercises. Who gives a shit if you're hitting all the parts of the body, you know, go in there and just move how it feels good for you. And if that isn't enough, you know, and you're still like, okay, I'm really burnt out. Try some classes, you know, try some classes or try, try some new approaches to fitness. You know, maybe just go for some runs, maybe start just walking a little bit, do some indoor workouts, like keep it fun, keep it fresh. But I think for the most part, if you're giving your body and your mind the amount of time off from the gym, even if it's three days in a row, you're going to be fine. But I think that you would have lesser of a chance of being burnt out if you continued to honor where your mental state was in that period of time before it comes to the point of burnout. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Thanks for asking, Shelby. (laughs) Um, Jackie Smith, 15, asks, when I was younger, what did I want to be doing versus now, like what I'm doing now? So did I want to be do, did I want to do what I'm doing now for work? That's absolutely no. Number one, when I was younger, bitch, I wanted to be a CSI. I wanted to be like CSI Miami. I love true crime. I love forensics. And I really wanted to be a CSI. I even took like forensic science classes in high school. Fast forward, realized I fucking hated chemistry and all the shit involved with it. So I couldn't go that deep into forensics. I get into school. I tear my ACL in high school. I go into PHCA, which is Professional Health Career Academy, a very advantageous program in my high school, kind of a co-op, and it got me into college classes for like anatomy and physiology and all these things, med term, et cetera. Ended up doing EMT school, and I was like, you know what, fuck, I want to be an EMT, and while I'm doing EMT shit, I want to go for my doctoral, um, doctoral physical therapy program, right? So I wanted to be a physical therapist. However, once I got to college... After being in sports in college, being a college athlete, I realized I loved what kind of like the athletic trainers did. I loved what our strength coach helped me with. And I was like, fuck, I just love teaching people how to move their body and how to be strong and how to be cool and how to slay in the gym. Um, So from there, I was like, man, I really want to go into strength and conditioning coaching. So that was my junior year of college. Fast forward then I'm done with my unpaid fucking internship in college, which I actually was here in Columbus at Wendy's headquarters. Shout out to you guys if you knew me from back then. And from there, I started doing programs online and stuff because I was certified. I had a four-year degree. I felt comfortable marketing myself in the industry. Cue where I'm at now. (laughs) So is this what I wanted to be doing? No, but it's exactly what I wanted to be doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's so beautiful. We all have this idea of what we want to do in our life. And at the end of the day, we can look back and go, you know, this isn't what I wanted to be doing, but looking back at where my heart was, you know, where my passion is for helping people, where my natural characteristics are in my life, this is exactly what I should be doing, you know? So Great question. Um, I think that it's it's kind of fun to hear where people come from. So yeah, I wanted to be a CSI and now I'm a personal trainer. <laughs> Kaylee Wan, 19, asks, why the fuck is sex so wrong to talk about even though I'm married? Okay, T. I don't know if there's an extra question in here. It might be kind of like a two-parter, but I, it's not by your question. So I do think that sex is weird to talk about 
if you make it weird to talk about. A lot of people grow up so differently. They grow up up very conserved, very sheltered to where speaking on sex, talking about like the dirty stuff can be uncomfortable for people. I will say I personally grew up in a conservative household. My mom and I, I can't say we had the birds and the bees talk. You know what I'm saying? I kind of learned more from sex ed and from my friends. However, she always told me like, yo, when you start having sex, tell me. Did I tell her? No. But she did open that can of worms for me. I just said, no fucking thanks, mom. You don't need to know. Um, So I do think that in marriage then those things can come out because it's all about how you're raised to speak on it, right? Some people are very open. Maybe their parents were very sexual, um, et cetera, to where they have that natural sexual energy. Other people don't. So I do think that speaking on it can be important. I know that there's actually a lot of games on amazon.com. I see them all the fucking time on TikTok, like love games. So maybe look up on Amazon, like love games. And these could maybe be prompts to talk about sex or get kind of sexual in your conversation. If that's something that you want and maybe your partner is just not sure how to do with you, you know? Um, So that would be my tip for you. And that kind of leads me into Cheese and Chels asks, what do I do if my partner doesn't want to try the freaky stuff I want? (laughs) So that is so funny because I'll be very honest. That is like so 180 from me. Like Wyatt and I get freaky in our own way, but we don't, I'm going to be blank straight up honest, we don't bring shit into the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? We got a vagina and we got a penis and we got our hands. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm else. (laughs) Um, I don't, we have never brought in foreign objects or like, oh my God, I hope you guys aren't feeling awkward during this. I'm just speaking, but we haven't brought in like stuff, sexual toys, right? So I'm not sure what level of freaky you're talking. Is this maybe a little pull my hair? If so, tell your partner to fucking ball up and pull your fucking hair. Um, But I think that in the height of the moment, like approaching them with some freaky shit while you're getting freaky could be a good leeway into it because it's not as awkward as like you guys just chatting at dinner while you're out at like Cheesecake Factory and you're like, hey babe, like why won't you shove this up my butt? Like, I just don't get it. (laughs) So maybe approaching it in the height of the moment where you're like, oh yeah, like, why don't you try this? Like, I'm really feeling that, you know, like get a little sexy with it. He might be kind of like, since he's already turned on, be like, fuck it. All right, let me shove it up there. You know, um, again, whatever the situation is, I'm not assuming you're talking butt stuff, but, um, Let's just be honest here, okay? So I do think that um, sex in general can be very weird for couples. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, whatever feels good for you guys, like just keep doing it and just know that um, it's not always gonna be what you hear on fucking call her daddy. And I'm only mentioning that because I know a lot of you girls out there listen to it and you hear this freaky shit that supposedly these girls are doing um, and these people write in and just know that a lot of it is dramatized, guys. Not everyone is shoving shit up their ass in their vagina simultaneously. Um, So just be comfortable in your personal sexual experience with your partner and know that it doesn't have to always be so erotic. Sometimes missionary or fucking you know, then missionary is good enough. Then sometimes maybe reverse call girl might be your go to like, I don't know, do your thing. Um, but I do think that it's important to just be open in those conversations. 
However, for certain things, like maybe spring it on when you guys are in the moment. (laughs) So another thing, another question, it's anonymous. And I love this question. Is it okay to date two people at once to figure out what you want? This is very much a 50-50 question because I'm not going to be someone who tells you that I low-key didn't do that before. However, I'm not going to be someone to also tell you that it's also okay to do because essentially, I don't think you should be full-on in physical relationships with multiple people at once. However, you know, let's not be naive. We know this shit happens and we know that sometimes girls out there be getting tag time, tag team by the same dude in the same day or different dudes in the same day. So I understand where the mentality is because sometimes there are like two people that really are fitting the mold and you're, you might be conflicted in your heart. And I think that's what, um, is the hardest about the dating scene is you're kind of so in between knowing who you are, where you're like, who do I want? So I do think that seeing two people is totally okay. I think just don't be exclusive. You know, like if someone, I don't know if you guys still ask out there, like, will you be my girlfriend? Not sure what the vibe is nowadays. But if someone specifically says like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, either A, make sure that you're correcting that or B, don't let it get to that point. So don't allow these two men or girls, whatever you're fucking doing, don't care. Don't allow these two people to call you exclusively their girlfriend or their boyfriend, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Like, let that be uncrossed so that there's no gray area where you're like, well, we were dating. So you technically cheated on me. No, I didn't. We're not exclusive. You know what I mean? I personally think keeping a little bit of physicality out of it is ideal because you want to make sure you're in an emotional connection with these people. You know, I know it's hard to maybe choose someone who you don't have the best sex with, but you really connect emotionally more. But just remember, like, you can train your partner. You guys can train each other how to have good sex together. You know what I mean? So, like, don't don't let the sex and the physicality be the only thing that keeps you from someone else because you can always blend those and merge those. Um, but overall, you know, I would honestly say, yeah, like, it's all right. It's just kind of up to you to keep certain boundaries up. Going into another question, um, let's see. (laughs) Someone asked, how did I become so badass? I'm not going to answer that one, but thank you. (laughs) Uh, So I, Sydney L. Gannon, my husband follows multiple sexual Insta models. When I ask, he says, I married you. Don't worry about it. It still bothers me a lot. What do I do? Sydney, that's a great question. Um, because I, I understand sometimes where it could be a double standard, right? So for example, let me get with you with my marriage because I'll just be candid. I'll use mine. I'm not going to drag someone else's. So for me, I follow (laughs) this guy on TikTok and y'all might even know who he is. My boy, Noah Beck. Okay. He is literally 19 fucking years old but he's almost 20. Okay. Anyway, the cutest, just the cutest guy on TikTok. He's so cute and he's really good at dancing. And you know, I just, I just follow him. Right. So if I'm scrolling through my for you page with Wyatt, 
he'll see that I follow him. And sometimes his dances, as everyone's on fucking TikTok, be kind of shirtless, be kind of sexy. And I'm like, okay, like I hope Wyatt doesn't get mad. I'm obviously never going to fucking see this guy. And I also love my husband. However, if I saw fucking Addison Ray on Wyatt's TikTok, not really, because I still wouldn't care. But if I saw some like OnlyFans account pop up on Wyatt's account, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that would upset me too. So we do have to, as women, like really retrace the double standard that we might hold. Okay. Make sure like you're not doing the same thing to him in a way that like you can't approach him about, or like, it's not fair, right? It's not about a double standard. I will say though, for a husband to actively follow like sexual, like ass out, thong out, titties out, sexual Instagrams, period, not just like celebrities or something, I will say that would trigger me too. At the end of the day, will your husband leave you for this Insta model? Probably fucking not because he will never get the chance to meet her. However, um, I understand again, that kind of like deep rooted mental thought of like, well, but what if he did? So what if you find someone that looks like her, this or that or whatever. So I think that like in the most part, what you do is maybe just express like, Hey, that bothers me. I know that we're married. Um, but like, can you maybe just talk to me about like, why do you follow them? Like, is there something I could do more for you in the bedroom? Like, do you want some fucking nudes? You know, what, what's the deal? Like what, where is this coming from or whatever? And again, it might be a hard conversation. And then at that point you choose your battle, you know, is this fucking worth fighting over? Probably not. However, if this leads into then deeper issues, such as like him messaging other women or texting, you know, like you want to make sure that you're kind of aware though where it could go. So just, you know, be smart, but don't let it rid you of your happiness together. Because at the end of the day, like exactly, he did marry you and he loves you so much. So trust that and know that and have that trust in your partner, but also know that you can speak about it and you are totally allowed to. Anonymous. How did you manage to balance college in a healthy lifestyle? I will be very honest. Uh, my first two years of college was uh, a lot of partying, <laughs> a lot of partying, a lot of alcohol. Um, and I was a volleyball player. So the balance of life in college volleyball and partying kind of went hand in hand. Like I wasn't doing much shit outside of that. So it was kind of like, right, I need to take care of volleyball, take care of school, go fuck around. When I got deep into my fitness journey, my junior and senior year of college, for the most part, I was going gym, school, and then if I had time for social life, I would. So for me, I kind of fucked my balance and said, you know what? I want to be the best. So I'm giving up college. So I, in a way I literally gave up my college experience. Do I regret it? No. Cause I was still able to do what I wanted to do. And I still had fun. I had my own personal balance, but I've always been personally very good at time management, getting shit done, being very organized. So for me, that was just my mentality and my natural character to where it's not like I had to change a bunch about myself 
to succeed. You know what I mean? Like I naturally understood what I needed to do and always got it done. So if you're someone who struggles with like time management and stuff, um, I do think that, you know, that could, that could be hard for you to find balance, but the more that you're aware, and I think the more that you can track shit. So like literally use a plan or use a calendar, the more that you can find that balance, if you time block, so set aside times of the day where you're doing X, Y, and Z. And when that time for that project is done, you're fucking done. You know, you're done with it for the day, figure out when you're going to do it again tomorrow. Another question, (laughs) anonymous, I'm sleeping with my ex baby daddy, ex slash baby daddy, who is now living with another woman. Help me. (laughs) Number one, get that dick, baby. You had it first and you have a child by him. Just kidding. That's kind of fucked up. I think my biggest thing is imagine it the other way around. So like imagine being this woman And I think at that point, if that disgusts you, you know, like if you wouldn't want to be in her shoes right now of like her being you, right? Like kind of roles reverse, then you need to have a talk with your baby daddy and your ex and say, yo, what's going on? Is the sex just really good or are we wanting to try again? You know, are we wanting to try to be together again? Um, And I think deciphering those two things are important. If it's just sex and y'all are just having a good fuck probably not worth continuing on because again karma and the golden rule baby do unto others as you would have done unto you and you do you would not want that being done to you right so again no shade girl I don't give a fuck stuff happens but start to really evaluate now okay is this okay if it were to happen to me probably not so again that's the time where you have those hard conversations and you go hey Um, you know, what's going on? Are we discussing future, like furthering our relationship or is this just a, a quickie? You know what I'm saying? I hope that that kind of helped. Kate McComsicky, Kate McComsicky, Kate McKate, (laughs) porn in a relationship. Is there a fine line of how much is acceptable? Great question. Porn is a touchy subject for me because I grew up again in a very conservative household where I was taught that porn is adultery. Porn is a sin. Porn is dirty. And I'm going to be honest, that really stuck with me through life. I have no, no, no judgment against sex workers. You know what I mean? If you want to put out porn, if you create porn, go fucking off. However, do I want my husband or my significant other, even when we were dating, do I want my boyfriend in taking porn? No. In my opinion, that could be like a mental form of adultery, mental form of infidelity, you know, because what are you then not getting from me in order for you to watch porn? Or like, can I just send you some pics of my titty to fucking masturbate to instead of having to watch a girl get rammed by another guy? You know, like what, where's the disconnect in our personal sexual relationship? That's where like I personally feel. I'm going to be very blunt. Wyatt and I have not discussed, like, does he watch porn? Only because, and maybe that's on me, 
I just trust that he's not. And I kind of like we're with each other all the time. I would kind of know if he's watching porn. And we don't watch porn together. You know, like we don't do that. It's not a part of our sexual journey. So in my eyes, I'd rather just send him some sexy pics knowing that he can go do his business if I'm not around and be happy about it. Again, this is uh, kind of the issue with like social media nowadays and just porn sites in general. It's very accessible and a lot of porn, to be honest, is free. So do I look down on people that allow porn in a relationship? Absolutely not. Is this personally the way I run my relationships? Also, absolutely not. Does that make one better than the other? Also, no. Um, I do think that it's all about your personal boundaries and fine lines. But if it comes to a point where it's taking away from your guys' sexual experience and he's kind of like deadheading you with fucking putting someone else on your face, you know what I mean? Like that's the, like that's a fucking issue. You shouldn't be looked at as Pamela Anderson when you're you and he's getting down on you. You know what I mean? Like, you want that experience and that intimate relationship to be between you and your partner, not your partner and him like putting someone else on your face just to get through sex. Do you know what I'm saying? That's where it crosses a line. Um, I do think that that's where it could be an issue. Another question I'll just kind of tie into that real quick. Kelly Donagan, Donagan asks, thoughts on porn and like the significant other masturbating. So kind of just to tie in the end, where is the porn coming from? Because baby, if I make the porn and he's masturbating to me, I'm cool with that. But if he's spending money on OnlyFans when he's got his only fucking woman in his bed, that is an issue to me. And again, each relationship has their own boundaries. I just know mine and I think it's very important to know your own. Jordan Dottatur, Dottori, if you could wake up tomorrow and everything be perfect, what does it look like? That's such a tricky question to me because I don't, again, I don't want to get like woo woo and fucking, oh, I just love the fucking life I live. I don't, I don't want to get that way with you guys, but I will say if I woke up tomorrow and everything was perfect, I would still want there to be conflict in my life. And I say that because when things are perfect, and again, this sounds so cliche, stick with me. When things are perfect, you're you're not growing. Something's not growing. You're not growing. Your relationship's not growing. Your marriage isn't growing. Your mentality isn't growing. When everything's perfect, growth is done. You can't become better. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing negative to bring you down or to force you to change, grow, and learn. So for me, perfection would look like the world we're living in minus the fucking pandemic minus sex trafficking, minus pedophiles, minus racists, minus everything fucking negative right now, minus elections. (laughs) Um, But it would be bliss that we maybe even could say we used to have in the world if we want to fucking call it that. I promise. I know that's a stretch. But it would also be just like Wyatt and I safe for life. My baby here safe, healthy, health upon my family, um, having like a guarantee to do what I do for the rest of my life, um, having financial stability forever, you know, and just like stuff like that. I would say though, the other ups and downs are like so important. So as much as I would say what my perfect life would look like, I don't think I would want to say it because I I would never want it. And be careful what you fucking wish for. (laughs) 
another question. If you could tell your 18 year old self one piece of advice, what would you, what would it be? This is from Caitlin Tucker. One piece of advice I would tell my 18 year old self is keep fucking up. And again, I know that sounds cliche too, or you might be like, bitch, what the fuck? What is going on with you? It is so important to go through life and fuck up royally. I have done some dumb shit in my life. Like shit that like during that time I look back and I'm like, who, who was I? Why was I influenced to do this? Why did I do this? And I think it's so important to remember that you have to fuck up to be who you are now. Like if I want, so like a lot of you guys look up to me, right? Not to toot my own horn, but toot toot motherfucker. A lot of you guys look up to me and I love that so much. Thank you so much because it keeps me going too. But you know, you look up to a person who has fucked up throughout their whole life. You don't look up to a perfect person. You don't look up to a perfect Christian. You don't look up to a perfect mom to be. You don't look up to a perfect wife. You look up to someone who fucks up. So if there's anything I would tell my younger self is that like, it's okay. Like keep fucking trying, keep failing, keep messing up because it's going to make you who you are in seven years. So here I am now 25 thinking of the dumbest fucking shit I did when I was 18 and younger, knowing that it was that dumb stuff that made me who I am to where I am right now today, sitting in my nice Ikea chair at my shitty fucking desk, but talking to you guys and loving what I do for a living. You know what I mean? Like, so that is my biggest piece of advice would, would be to my 18 year old self. Just keep, keep trying, keep fucking up and I'll be okay. (laughs) Alexis Faye asks any bad sex stories you're willing to spill. (laughs) I just have to let you guys know. And I'm just sharing because a lot of women, I feel like think sex is like good for everyone but them. You know what I mean? Like you might have a bad experience. You're like, oh my God, I bet no one else has ever gone through this. Dead fucking serious. Three of my four legit relationship boyfriends Three out of four legitimately had erectile dysfunctions. And I'm not hating on dysfunctions because it's something people deal with, right? But none of them told me that that's what was going on. I had to learn it as I was going through school and wondered why they would come before we would even have sex. Uh, They would look at me and finish, dude. Not even do it yet. And I, and I literally thought that it was normal, normal. I thought that that's how sex worked because that's all I had. So then we would have sex and guess what would happen? I would never orgasm because they would then finish again within fucking three to five minutes maximum. So when I met Wyatt, and get over it if this is graphic for you or plug your fucking ears or fast forward, click the little intimate into a 15 second thing. When I met Wyatt and we started, you know, doing the deed, I literally was like, what in the fuck is this? My first orgasm was with Wyatt 
And I legitimately was like, what the fuck just happened to my body? I feel rocked. <laughs> and um, ever since then, we have orgasm together. So I love that. Um, so bad sex stories. Absolutely, girl. I had erectile dysfunction partners for my whole life until I met my husband. <laughs> um, and again, this is no hate to dysfunctions. I, everyone has their own battles and you, you know, even women have dysfunction, you know, it's very normal. Um, but for, I know for Wyatt and I, like there's only a few amounts of times that we do not finish at the same time. And it is just such a beautiful chemical and emotional relationship to have with whoever you're currently having sex with. Hopefully your significant other, you know, your husband, something like that. But even if you're, you know, one night standing, it's still a great thing to have. <laughs> Another question. I hope you guys are liking this. I'm having quite a bit of fun. Um, I, I'm not even looking at the time because I don't want to feel like I have to rush. We're just here having a fucking good time. I am going to grab a drink. I just realized I've been going hard. <sighs> Hope that you like it. <laughs> Another question. What is your favorite self-care activity? This is from Lauren Kosmatka. Something too. <laughs> my favorite self-care activity, guys, if there's a few things that I budget for myself, it's getting my hair done like every probably eight weeks getting my nails done probably every three or four, getting a facial and a massage every four weeks. So like about once a month and then getting my hair blown out probably like once or twice a month. Out of those, my favorite self-care has to be my massage and facial days. I've done this twice now where I do them in the same day and I've been doing like dermaplaning and I, so I get my prenatal massage and then I go right into my facial, which is dope because I stay on the same fucking bed and I don't move. It is amazing. Like it's just such a relaxing, like two hours that you are just completely logged off. And I think for me, like when I get my nails done, <laughs> sometimes I get anxiety because I'm like sitting there for so long. When I get my hair done, uh, I, I like talking to my hairdresser. I love her, but again, I'm sitting for a long time and I can also still be on my phone. Um, same with like everything else. However, when I do my massage and my facial, like my eyes are closed, my body's relaxed. I try to shut my mind off as much as possible. And it's like the boat, the most holiest experience <laughs> in my fucking month. So if I were to like suggest anything to you guys, honestly, just like kind of a side note, honestly, invest in massages or facials once a month, like whether it's one or the, or both invest in that, like one hour of your time where you literally can't fucking do anything else. Next question. Opinion on dating apps in searching for love versus waiting for fate or like life to run its course. Um, you know, this is a great question. I am not one to shit on dating apps. I used to be on Bumble all the time um, or Tinder. I guess technically we only had Tinder. Bumble just comes to mind. But I don't think that it's bad to search for people online because there are a lot of people that naturally just search for love online. However, a lot of people also just search for hookups. So kind of knowing the in-between of like the people that you're meeting on there, like is this, where's their intentions at can be very important. However, I do believe that like if you're on an app, like that's still fate for you to be on an app. So if you like meet someone naturally through an app, like that's still fate. You know what I mean? That, that does not take away 
anything, you know, if anything, that's still you looking for love, but just in another place. So instead of fucking hounding down every guy at the coffee shop, you're just on Tinder in the corner doing the same damn thing. You know what I mean? So I do think that, um, it's totally fine. And I think that dating on an app can still be like really beneficial, um, to go on multiple dates. And again, like, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, learn your lessons through those people that you're dating. You know, you go on a date and you're like, oh fuck, no, that is not my type. Or he did this and it pissed me off. Okay. Well then you're obviously not looking for that. Go fucking update your bio and bring in new boys to the yard. So I think that, um, we have a very unique situation being on dating apps. However, I will say again, once you become exclusive, like make sure you guys are in awareness of each other, like deleting the app, right? If you're exclusive, there's no reason to have an app, delete it, be with each other and, and grind, bump and grind. (laughs) Another question, um, how to feel comfortable in your sexuality, like being kinky, porn, et cetera, with or without a partner. This is from Taylor Pastor. I think being comfortable in sexuality, again, very hard depending on how you grew up. So for me, again, conservative, I can't say that I'm not freaky. Like when shit is high, you know, when like we're like go time, I can get freaky. I can send some freaky shit via text. I can, Wyatt and I find ways to like kind of flirt with each other. We've been doing this really fun thing lately. And I'm going to tell you guys because, um, it's just like a cool thing to like spice things up. I just thought of it one day and just went for it. But I sent him like a text if he wanted to go swimming later. <laughs> like if you guys know what the fuck I mean, going swimming down south. And I sent it to him in invisible ink. So like when you hold down the send option on an iPhone, you know, you can send it like pop, loud, slam. I sent it in invisible ink. So he had to kind of swipe over it. And then like, if for some reason he were to be around a friend or something, he would kind of know, okay, this could be private. I'm going to swipe in, in private. Right. And he just was like, oh fuck, like what's good. And so then we just started sending like sexy gifts back to each other. Like <laughs> again, just funny, but sending it in invisible ink. So I think like small things like that, finding a way to be sexy, even if it's uncomfortable. Um, I know that like coming from a religious background myself, Taylor, I know that it can be very weird to be sexual because we're taught to not like it. Um, and that's just such a fucking disgusting thing. Like I cannot believe that as a church, we teach people to not enjoy sex, you know, um, when it's like, you can enjoy it. Um, but I do think that just continuing to like find those small things that you feel comfortable and just dabbing them in there. You don't have to be full fledged fucking freak off the bat. You know what I mean? Just do, just get fancy sometimes, like have some fun, like kind of feeling sexy, like maybe try to send that nude or, um, that Snapchat. But again, like if you're doing it guys, please just be, be fucking safe with like what you're sending and how in like, yeah, just be, be safe. Okay. You guys, you guys know uh, guys that you might not be married to yet, or, you know, you're just dating. They can do whatever they want with your pictures. Please just be smart. Um, but also enjoy it. <laughs> Another question from Kate Lynn one, two, seven. Why do people say they have to, or why do people say they quit birth control to take balance? Doesn't it make you more fertile? And then she follows up kind of asking Tula hormonal pill or Tula and the hormonal pill or Alani New Balance. I I think that's what she means. 
So a lot of people quit birth control to take balance because the point of balance by Lani Nutrition And if you guys don't hear me ever talk about this here on this podcast, I will be soon when I talk about my birth control journey, but balanced by Alani Nutrition is a hormonal, um, a hormonal supplement. So this is made by, um, Alani Nutrition and it is a great opportunity for women to be able to kind of like regain hormonal support. Okay. So there's a a ton of really great, um, ingredients in it, um, that promote, Female fertility, restore insulin sensitivity, which can then uh, lead to weight management, um, promotes uh, complexion, brighter skin, um, and can also help kind of prevent the conversion of testosterone into estrogen. Um, And it can help, again, it has folate in it, so it can kind of help you become more fertile and folate itself helps support fetal development. So it's not something you want to take while you're pregnant, but it's something that you can take when you're getting off of birth control because you're so used to your body pumping with these hormonal, this hormonal supplement that if you want to take it, the best time to take it is when you're off the fake hormones, right? You want to regain this maintenance and this balance in your body with natural natural hormones. Balance can help you do that. So when you're taking balance and you're on birth control still, a hormonal birth control, it can sometimes just not give you the full effect um, because why would you try to balance fake hormones, right? You're on birth control. These hormones are literally given to you every day in a pill. Therefore, taking balance it will never counteract your birth control. Guys, your birth control will still fucking work, even on if you're on balance. This is not uh, like an antibiotic. However, it just d- wouldn't make sense to spend the money. And that's just me being very honest to like you guys. You know, I, I wouldn't spend my money if I was on birth control on balance. Balance can make you more fertile. I took balance for 16 bottles. 16 bottles, which equals 16 months, okay? Therefore, during that time, I didn't get pregnant until I literally let my husband come in me during my ovulation. You know what I mean? Like, no shit, I'm going to get pregnant or I have a high possibility. Um, I was off birth control for two years, supplementing balance. Balance is great um, for hormonal stability. And again, kind of coming back to that maintenance point, I'll get into this very deeply in my birth control podcast episodes. Just make sure you guys watch for that. But if I'm going to tell you to do anything, it would be truly to combine balance and Tula skincare as you're coming off of birth control. Doing this right away can really help you alleviate the negative consequences of what your body does and wreaks havoc months down the road. The first two months off birth control is like, oh fuck, I'm a new human. My skin is still glowing. I feel fucking great. All of a sudden, six months pass. I look like a troll. I mean, I looked terrible. My face broke out. My body just felt unnormal. And it was just, I was so uncomfortable. I started supplementing with both, like simultaneously. My skin got clearer naturally due to balance and also has naturally gotten clearer because of my Tula journey and working on my skincare. So I do think that using both are gonna be beautiful in combination, especially if you're off birth control. However, no matter what, like skincare is so fucking important, guys. Tula, code DESB, saves you 15%. Alani Nutrition, code DESB, gets you free shipping over $50. Both of these products I stand by and have for years. I've been with Alani for a year and a half. 
um, and have been taking all of their shit though since they came out as a company. And I've been with Tula for two years, uh, two and a half years. So I'm not just bullshitting these products there. I stand by them. You guys know that if you follow me on Instagram, you see it all the fucking time. Um, but there's just kind of my little spiel on it. <laughs> Another question from Ashley Zelenicki. Zelenicki. If you could describe your family in one word, what would you say? I would say first word that literally came to my mind, to be honest, was conservative. <laughs> However, um, it's just how I grew up. And so it's the first thing I think I would say, I would say, honestly, what's the, I can't think of the actual adjective, but like, okay, this isn't going to be one word, but like ride or die. Like all, like my family is family to the T um, we, we will always ride for each other. We'll always be there for each other. Um, and we'll always do everything we need for each other. Um, so I think that if I were to think of my family that like, that's like kind of just a mantra that comes to my head is ride or die. Um, because I do think that it's very important to, to love your family because your family's always family. However, I will say blood doesn't always mean shit. You know, I've had some, I've had some, terrible family members just be fucking dickwads. You know what I mean? So family isn't always family, right? However, I will say my family personally, I just, I love them so much. Another question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cray. K. K. Ray. K. Ray. 22. Sometimes I feel super bloated after workouts. Any recommendations? <sighs> I definitely think that y'all overthink bloating, 100%. As we become more body aware, like when we start to like have physique goals, so we're paying attention to what our body looks like, et cetera, we become very hyper aware of what our body looks like and what it does. Bloating is fucking natural, especially when you're working out, you're under physiological stress, you're drinking water and you're eating meals throughout the day. You will never wake up and go to bed looking the fucking same ever. Get that mindset out of your head. At the end of the day, when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I look fat today. Shut the fuck up. Wake up in 12 hours. You're going to look the same as you did the morning of, you know what I mean? Unless you like went out and ate a bunch of shit. Okay. But for the most part, day to day, we're always going to look the same. We're going to look fine. We're going to look the fucking same. Um, so I mean, bloating after workouts can be common because you are probably drinking a ton of water during that time. And you probably just put a lot of your body under stress. So again, you know, walking, doing legs, etc. your body retains water during that time because it's, it's stress on the body. So again, uh, you know, just making sure that you're combating that with spacing out your water, not just fucking chugging it during your workouts. If you only drink your water during your workouts, you're doing it wrong. You should not be slamming a gallon during just your workout. That again can lead to a lot of bloating naturally because you're almost like drowning yourself. Um, not really, that's a stretch, but you want to make sure that meals and water are spaced out throughout the day and you're not just having a big heaping amount at one point that can really cause a lot of issues. Anonymous asks, is it possible to stay in an ex's life as a friend 
if it didn't end on bad terms. I think that you can until you have another significant other. Because I don't think, and again, I'm just assuming this could be a wrong assumption. I'm assuming you could have been sexual with each other. So let's play it out like that. If you were sexual with each other in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, and you ended the relationship, not on bad terms, just like, hey, dude, we're not meant for each other. But there was still that sexual chemistry there. I don't think that you can maintain a friendship while you're in another relationship. You shouldn't be hitting him up, you know, hey, how's it going? How's how's life been? You know, I don't think that's very normal. Also, though, I think it depends on the duration of the relationship. You know, was it a few months? Was it a few weeks? Was it a few hookups? Was it a few fucking years? You know, those things also take, um, you have to take into consideration. So do I think it can be done? Yes. However, if you get another boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and you get to the point where you're dating them and they ask, you know, Hey, I, I know you talk to Joe Schmo a lot. Do, do not lie to your significant other that you guys had not dated. You know what I mean? Like I would just comfortably say, yep, he, like he's actually an ex, you know, from a while ago, we, we were literally just not meant for each other. We're just friends, but he has just still been in my life as a good friend. Please be honest with your significant other about friends like that, because I do think that um, it's very important to actually discuss those things um, and and not hide them, because that's when, if it ever comes back, your your actual like boyfriend of the time, you know, your current boyfriend, could come back at you and then like not trust you or have an issue with it if he finds out you lied. Anonymous asks. Any Fitzbo world tea you share, like friend group drama, shady sponsor companies, etc. You know, this has nothing to do with the person that asks asks this question because there's a lot of people that ask in different ways. But here's the goddamn truth. Number one, I don't have a lot of close friends in the fitness industry. I have a lot of acquaintances. If you guys listened to my Making Friends is Hard podcast, you'll know I don't let a lot of people in my circle. I don't. I don't let a lot of people close to me. When people are close to you, they can hurt you. And if I don't trust you, I will not let you get close to me. So number one, I don't have a lot of friends to where I'm not a part of like a clique that could have tension, tea, drama, or like profit off that. And by profit off that, I mean, who's going to come out with the next YouTube video? Oh my God, here's, here's the truth about our relationship. Here's it. You know, I I don't do that. Um, in terms of like friendships, my friendships are private. Um, they're, they're intimate to me and they don't have to be plastered on social media. After years of being on social media, I finally have a really good border up of, Hey, this is what I'm allowing you guys to be a part of my life, which is a fucking lot, but then allow me to personally have this little pearl and oyster put away for me. You know what I mean? So number one, don't have a lot of friends to have a lot of drama. Don't have friends. Don't have drama. It's fucking great. Or have good friends. Don't have drama. Outside of that shady sponsors, companies, blah, 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 blah. 
I don't give a fuck about any company besides the one I'm working with. And that is just the true tea. I only affiliate myself with people that I want to fuck with. So when it comes to other brands, quite bluntly, if I don't ever shout them out, I probably just don't support them. Um, That doesn't mean there's fucking tea. That means I either don't like their products. I don't like their methods. I don't like their marketing. I don't like who they are. And that's not even tea. That's just everyone has different preferences. I feel like nowadays people throw throw around the word fucking tea not anymore as a joke. Like it used to be like, ha ha, spill the tea, ha ha ha. And it was so catchy and funny. And even to this day, you know, sometimes I'll be like, ooh tea. Like it's just a good response. But the thing that has become toxic about it is that people are fucking searching for tea. Stop fucking searching for issues, guys. It's none of your goddamn business, period. Like any friendships that people have, unless they intertwine you into the drama by like, like I said, entertaining it, making a YouTube video, making podcasts, making tweets, making whatever towards a person directly. It ain't your fucking business, period. And that just gets me heated because I see people questioned all the time or I'll see comments under other people's posts. Like you haven't posted with X in a while, like commenting on their post. You haven't posted with X in a while. Like, are you guys still friends? It's none of your fucking business. Like why as social media followers of certain people, why do you guys expect sometimes so much out of people? A lot of big influencers already let you in on so many intimate parts of their life. Like what they choose not to share, let them not share. That does not mean that there's always tea. And even if there is tea, you know what they're doing? Handling it maturely behind fucking closed doors. Not everything has to be addressed in a podcast, addressed in a YouTube video, addressed in a fucking post or an Instagram story. Not like stop in 2020. We need to fucking stop at some point searching and digging up for issues. Um, It is just so toxic, you guys. And it's just so sad when I see it happen to other people, as well as even myself. Like when people try to ask me stuff and it's like, yo, I have literally no fucking clue what you're talking about because you're literally making shit up out of your ass. So again, this has nothing to do with the person that asked. I'm not directly attacking the person that asked, but a lot of people in general ask certain things that relate around drama, you know, trying to get answers. There ain't no fucking answers for you guys here. Okay. I promise you. And if there's ever an issue that I feel like comfortably I need to address or something that happened that could concern you guys or you know, hey guys, this happened. I'm not affiliated with this company anymore because of this, because I stand behind this. I will let you guys know. And in the past, I definitely have. Um, you know, again, it's it's if it's important, I personally will share. I'm not scared to speak out. Um, just as I left navigation a few months ago because of how poorly they handled the Black Lives Matter movement. I left them for that reason. Does that mean that there's any bad blood between me and Ashley or Brett? No. Um, it's not, I literally have not heard from them since, besides them emailing me back that they got the email that I didn't want to affiliate anymore. But there, there's no bad blood. I was just like, hey, I got to stand up to prove a point so you guys can change. And guess what they're doing? They're changing. So good for them. That's no bad blood. Not everything has to be um, manipulated. Another question from Anonymous. 
Were you hoping more for a boy or a girl? Did you feel any sort of gender disappointment? I literally did not at all. I know a lot of people talk about gender disappointment because I've actually fucking seen it happen in literal gender reveals. There was a gender reveal I saw from someone that went to my high school and they really wanted a girl and they got a boy. I shouldn't say got a boy. They were blessed to have a boy. And in the fucking gender reveal video that she uploaded, she literally was like, oh, dang it. Like mad. I was like, holy shit. Um, but actually the weirdest thing for me was like, I, I thought I was going to have a girl and I, and I did want a girl. I wasn't against it, but at the end of the day, like swear to God, guys up and down, I just want whatever's healthy. And I even think about like my next future kid. I'm like, it could be another boy and I'd be pumped. You know what I mean? Or it could be a girl and I'd be pumped. So no matter what, I'm not going to be disappointed. Um, but I will say, I know gender disappointment can be a real thing, but I think the minute that you wrap yourself up in a gender instead of just a healthy baby is the minute that you set yourself up for failure. So I know people like want to carry on traditions or do this or do that. But, um, at the end of the day, like as long as it was healthy, I, I didn't give a shit. And the weirdest thing was when I found out it was a boy, it was like seconds before White and I found out and we looked at each other and we're like, dude, I, I think it's a boy now. Cause he thought it was kind of a girl too. We found out as a boy and I just started bawling and it just felt so full circle. Like I was just meant to be this boy's mom, you know, like it was, it was just such a special feeling. So, um, I will say I was, I was not, not mad at all. <laughs> Abigail Rose Mikolan, Mikolan, do you ever plan on competing again? Love you, Des. Thanks, Abigail. Love you too. And thank you for being here. Um, I will say I never plan on competing again. <laughs> I, I really don't, um, guys competing and, you know, maybe if you guys let me know, you know, if you want a podcast, I'm fucking competing. I'll give you one. I will fucking give you a podcast. I have nothing negative to say about my personal experiences competing. I did it for myself. I made the conscious decision for myself to do it. And I know, I knew what I was setting myself up for. However, in my personal experience, I also knew, and again, this isn't to toot my horn, but I'm going to fucking toot it because I'm just being honest. I knew that I had what it take, what it would take to be very successful in the sport. And for me, I'm very competitive. So if I, if I don't think I can win something, I'm not going to put myself through fucking hell to try, um, to, to try to purposely be like fifth place. It's not my vibe. I, I don't just do things to half-ass and be like, oh, I just wanted to say I did it. And again, this is just me. If I do it, I'm doing to fucking win and then say I fucking did it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... A lot of people compete and they're like, I just want to say that I did it one time. That that just like personally ain't me. Competing is way too fucking hard mentally and physically to just want to do it for me. That was my personal outlook. After going through my actual experience, after dieting, after seeing how negative I was to myself and how I spoke to myself, um, I will never compete again, ever. 
I, it, it, it fucked up my mental body image with myself. It fucked up the way that I thought I looked. Um, I look back at pictures of even just from like February and I would like, I literally thought I was fat in February and that's so fucked up to say, but for me, I thought I was quote unquote gaining weight. And that stems still from my negative body image from competing since being pregnant. It's gotten a lot better. Cause I've really been able to kind of come out of myself um, image. I'm not tracking macros. I'm not even fucking tracking calories. I'm just working out. Cause I fucking love working out. Um, I love being active and like, that's all I'm taking care of. So it's definitely like been a recovery process from competing. Literally, literally has been a quote unquote recovery process. And I wasn't even disordered. I didn't deal with a eating disorder or anything like that. It was just naturally, that's what competing does to you. And there's no way around it. So will I compete again? Absolutely not. Um, I'm thankful for where it got me. I'm thankful for what it's taught me, but I will never go back down that road again. Last question I'm going to answer. My boyfriend has been searching girls on social media that he used to sleep with, and we've been together for two years. (sighs) That shit ain't right. I'm going to just lay it out there. That shit ain't right. Number one, how are you figuring this out? Are you stalking him? Is he doing it in front of you? you know, where are the intentions there? If you're stalking him, not stalking him, but if you're going through his phone, there's already trust issues. Number one, I have fucking never gone through Wyatt's phone ever, 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 ever. He knows my password. I know his. If he needs something out of my phone, he'll do it. If I need something out of his phone, I'll do it. I don't go through his phone because I've trusted him from the literal beginning, never have had a reason not to vice versa. So if there's already underlying trust issues in the relationship, that could already be problematic. But if that's leading to you going through his phone and seeing that he's searching these girls, that's even more problematic. And then it's also a problem because he's doing it. Um, So I definitely think number one, never jump to accusations. You never want to, um, but go to him, explain what you've seen and ask him for the reasoning, what's going on. Um, you know, it could be that one of his buddies texted him and said, yo, bitch, did you see Jane Doe was, uh, do you see Jane Doe's pregnant? Didn't you used to fuck with her, dude? It could just be a conversation thing to where he's like, damn, no way. What's she up to? Just curious, you know, or it could be something else. And again, that's when you have to have that conversation. You can't just jump ship, force things into reality when they're not actually potentially real and also give yourself anxiety. So number one, rule of communication, communicate, period. Um, So make sure that you're doing that. All right, you guys just had a banging episode. Um, there was so, so many other questions and I wish I could have done them all. Um, and I'll keep doing these periodically because I think in general, um, a lot of these questions are just, they're fun, they're fresh. Um, I can continue to like kind of speak on different things as they roll in throughout the time. Um, but I do think that we, we've just had a a banging time on here and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If you listened all the way through truthfully, um, like, let me know. Cause I'm just curious. This was literally my longest episode ever. Um, but I just, again, I feel like the questions were good. The conversation was good. And I hope you guys felt the same. Um, again, guys, check out the description notes, um, check out the links, check out everything 
Come find me on Instagram at Desby. Come follow my business at uh, DBFT LLC. Rate and review this podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it to your story on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever you guys listen to it. Just share it and tag me. I'm really trying to be a little bit more conscious about being um, being active about promoting my podcast because I just sometimes don't share it as often. But a lot of the ways that I do continue to share is when you guys continue to tag me in it that you're listening. And that helps it be a little bit more natural for me to share. So that really helps me a lot. And again, if you guys haven't listened to my past episodes, like go on a little binge, go on a little fender bender, hang out. Like let's get a little bit raunchy in my previous episodes as well. Um, But I hope that you guys had a great Sunday. I hope that you had your question answered. If not, I hope you just listened and maybe even gained some insight. I feel like we had a lot of really great conversation here um, from sexual to upbringing to kind of everything in between. So um, as always, guys, thank you so much for supporting me and the podcast by being here and just listening and downloading and subscribing. Make sure, again, you hit me up on Instagram. Um, We have so many great things coming in the rest of 2020. Um, Speak that into existence. Believe in that and just continue to have great weeks, one week at a time. Don't focus on the overall year ahead or two years from now or three years from now. Really focus on just living in the moment, something I'm going to try to do and continue to do. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in next Sunday's episode.